You're listening to American Girl Women with Laura Treader and Lindsay Adams-Franca. This is a podcast where two millennial gals gather around the microphone and reminisce on the cultural phenomenon that took our childhood by storm, American Girl Dolls. Contrary to what you might think, we aren't just talking about dolls here. We're diving into the high highs and the low lows of getting hooked on American Girl and all the childhood memories that come flooding back. So join us and a few special guests each week as we become American Girl Women. Today on American Girl Women, we are joined by Betsy Morena. Based in Maryland, Betsy teaches at a Montessori school and is also a Girl Scout troop leader and loves traveling with her family. Growing up, Betsy and her sister loved American Girl and even her mom got in on all the fun. We are thrilled to have her join us today to hear all about her experience with AG and how she is now introducing her daughter to the exciting world of American Girl. Betsy, welcome to AGW. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. We are so excited to have you and chat and just dive into your AG memories a little bit. I think this conversation has been much anticipated (laughs) and we're just so excited to, to get to know you a little better. Yes. Yeah. Same here. Thank you so much for coming on, Betsy. We can't wait to chat all about your experience growing up with AG and now sharing it with your daughter. It's going to be really fun to dive into that. Yeah. Before we do, would you be able to tell us what you were like growing up? Yes. Growing up, I was the oldest in my family. So I had all of that like type A, like a very organized, careful probably a little headstrong, a little mouthy, maybe too mouthy for my own good sometimes. Um, like a little Felicity uh, vibe in there, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I I have some very uh, vivid memories of, do you remember when the the detective movie, I'm blanking Is on it the Harry, Harriet the Spy? Yes, that's it. That's oh my God, yes. <laughs> I was Nancy Drew. I was like, no, no, it's not that one. Yes, when Harriet the Spy came out, I remember like wearing a, probably my dad's trench coat and just walking around my backyard, like just looking for clues of uh, hoping to find a random mystery, just, you know, imaginative in my own, you know, world kind of out trying to make things happen for myself. I don't know. Just, I love to be um, involved in that kind of imaginative play a lot growing up. Yeah. That movie was so impactful for me too. I, love that me and my friends would spy like on my neighbors and write it down yeah. in a journal like after Harriet <laughs> the spy came out like that was that was such a great movie and Rosie was in it she was just uh the yeah. best <laughs> yeah it had a great cast but I think I did the right? same thing I had a little notebook and was like I don't know my neighbors probably <laughs> were peering out their windows looking at me like maybe writing their own notes about the weird kid <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so amazing how there were like and maybe not everybody feels this way I do think that it's like a unique experience especially for like people who enjoyed the type of like play with American Girl is like when like a movie or like book or something just comes out and like changes your whole like um, like options for imagination like it just opens up like a whole new world (laughs) for like the little scenarios you could play out I I did not see Harriet the Spy but that's exactly how I felt about the parent trap when it came out like I was like there's like a whole other universe of things that I could like pretend to do with my friends now that I've seen this movie (laughs) yeah Yeah. and and I don't know about you but you know like growing up 
when we actually had to watch commercials on TV and they would have, you know, advertisements for toys and they always, it was never just the toy, right? It was always like this beautiful set and this whole world that these mm-hmm. kids were like immersed in when they were playing. And I always like wanted that with, you know, like that was the dream for me, like not just the toy. I wanted the whole world. Yeah. So I think, I think maybe that was part of what like attracted me to American girl. So, so deeply because you, you had that in the books, you had that whole, the bigger picture and the, and like, there was just so much for your imagination. Right. Totally. totally. Oh my gosh. Yes. I also love that everything you've just described about yourself is like, cause I'm also an oldest sibling, oldest daughter. It's so like classic, like oldest daughter. Were you like, enticing like your siblings to play with you in any of these scenarios growing up oh yes yes um my sister is two years younger than than I am and when we were elementary school age we would do like yard sales yeah on our cul-de-sac corner and I, I had a friend in my neighborhood who was my age and she had a little sister that was my sister's it was like you know just the perfect little pairing and we would in entice or coerce our younger sisters to come and help us sell our junk at the (laughs) we we, um would make them we wanted I don't know what we thought we were doing but we wanted them to make it make people feel like they had to buy something from us so we had them walk up and down the sidewalk pretending to be really hungry like they were starving children (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's oh so God. funny and they would take pity on us and buy from our sale <laughs> wow. oh my god oh my yes. god I'm I'm sure your parents were like mortified oh yeah and our, our house or like you know you know 3,000 square foot house was right behind us we didn't we weren't thinking of that when we were kids but we were convinced that we were gonna you know swindle people into overpaying for our used stuffed animals right (laughs) wait I love that so much and like looking at the American Girl magazine from the 90s and I think maybe even some of the catalogs too they have a lot of tips for kids to make money in them like I think it was um an AG clothing catalog which we posted on our Instagram a few times they had like this kind of supplement of just like the modern day clothes and then they would send like dedicated magazines out or catalogs out of it but there were like texts running throughout the entire like catalog of like money making ideas and they'd be simple things like of course like yard sales but also just you know little little chores here and there or ways to get a few dollars and yeah I feel like that's really in line with the AG um, (laughs) spirit there love that oh well now that you've given us kind of like a very special picture of what you were like (laughs) growing up where did AG enter into the equation do you remember the first time you sort of became aware of American Girl yeah I was um I think I was seven just or like right before my birthday's in December so like probably right before I turned seven um I think my mom handed over the catalog like let let me look through it and getting ready for Christmas wish list season and I just like I feel like it's such a core memory you know just looking through the catalog and like 
I could have this, like these are, you know, and, and circling, like I, we all did circling and, and then starring and double starring the things that you really, <laughs> really, really wanted. Um, so I, that first, you know, my first run through the catalog, I just fell in love with Kirsten and, uh, that was who I asked for, um, that year for Christmas and I got her and, you know, I think that was what my grandparents and my aunts and uncles, that was like, everything was Kirsten centric. So I got several outfits and, uh, maybe some of the furniture pieces that year. And a few of my friends that same year also got Kirsten. We must've, I don't have like vivid memories of us talking about which doll we all like the best, but mm-hmm. somehow we all ended up that same year for Christmas with Kirsten's. Oh my goodness. Was your sister also getting an American girl this Christmas or was she a little too young for it? She was young. My, my mom was um, kind of insistent that we were older and more responsible. So she had to wait, I think two years before she got, she got Samantha first. So um, a rite of passage then. (laughs) That's so fun. Were you also getting into the books as well? Yes, I was a big reader. I still am. I majored in English in college. So the books were a huge part of it for me. I love that this is like a hobby that you were able to have with your sister too, eventually when she became of age for an American girl doll. Did you have any others growing up? So I had Felicity. Mm-hmm. I had those two and I did have a bitty baby. I got her later on. I know they were out, but I don't think they had the full collection. And I think I was probably just so distracted by the, you know, historical dolls. But at some point, I think I was... I don't know. It's probably a little old for a baby, baby doll, but there's, yeah. so how can you say no to bitty baby? So <laughs> They're cute. so cute. <laughs> right. At what point did you get your Felicity? I think I got her two years after I got Kirsten. So probably I was probably like nine. And so the year that my sister would have gotten Samantha for Christmas, I got Felicity. Mm. That's quite, that's quite the starter. I, I really, what I love is that like your family, like kind of for like your initial foray into it, like coordinated, like a lot of the like accessories and furniture buying. Um, I think that that's so smart. I wish that my family had done that when <laughs> I got my first doll because I ended up with like such a weird mishmash of like accessories and stuff. And like, it would have been cool to like have like, you know, like a a unit of like all the things for those specific dolls. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. What was the furniture that you got for Kirsten? I had everything. I still have everything except I never, I never had her trunk and I have looked on eBay and I just cannot, I cannot swallow that pill yet, but maybe one day, but I, yeah, I I have her bed and her table and the, and the dishes and her little bench log bench. I, was and I still am like a completist I like to have the sets the collection of things and I think my um my mom liked that part of it too she liked the how everything was historically accurate mm-hmm. and yeah. that was like such a big I think that was a, a big draw f- for us for the brand and like how much learning you could do through the through the pieces of you know just their little accessories being like the little pottery Kirsten's pottery is like I mean, it's adorable. It's like real, you know, so I, that was a big part of it. I think for just 
as a family, when my mom and sister and I would play together, that was part of the the joy. So it was not a hard sell. I didn't have to like beg and plead for these things. I think my mom was like ready to buy them. She just was like waiting for the excuse. <laughs> I I love you've mentioned like a couple times about like how active your your mom was engaging with American Girl and we've definitely heard from past guests like that their moms were you know maybe part of like exposing them to it or like really supported them in it but this is I think maybe the first time we ever heard of someone playing like with their mom and American Girl and I love that like she actively participated in your guys's playing scenarios is there like a specific way that you guys would play together with the American Girl dolls um we would I I remember she would love to like set everything up like get the the plate the table set and her favorite was always Felicity so she loved that era of American history so she we had set all of Felicity's you know table and her all the little dishes and treats and all of that up and you know play the the whole tea party scene from from the books um and actually when we were older and you know kind of done playing with the dolls my mom would use them to decorate in the house like in a little it was very 90s when my parents built that house but there were little like nooks built into the walls so she would set them up for the seasons and they did change their outfits and put the um different furniture up at different times of the year so it was they were always kind of even when i was in high school and college and not really obviously playing with them they were still like there when when elizabeth came out as the friend of doll for felicity my mom ordered elizabeth for herself because she knew one day we'll (laughs) take our dolls (laughs) she has elizabeth still and a and a few of the outfits for her wow that's so special cool i love that she did that that's really fun (laughs) that's that's incredible um what were some of the outfits that you had for Felicity I had all of the major outfits like the from the books I don't think I had I had her riding outfit but that other one on the that page with the bedding set I did not have that other outfit but I did oh like her work dress or something like that yeah and I did I had all her furniture I except I, I don't know. I don't have it now. So if I had it, I don't have it. I, her writing desk, I didn't have mm. in her, her clothes press, but I, the bed with the canopy, my cat likes to sleep in that right now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that my is... I've now handed everything. It's all out of storage. Now it's all in the playroom. Um, which is fun to see yeah. it all come with like, you know, just reliving my childhood again with the dolls so yeah yeah tell us a little bit more about when you decided it was time to maybe introduce your daughter to American Girl that's a great question so you know it's that fine line because you don't want to I want to you know you don't want to rush into it but part of you is like so excited to get to that point in their childhood but you do want them to be old enough to not break your shit. Cause that it's been like, I've, I had to take such good care of it when I was a girl. So that was, you know, I, I felt like by the time she was, well, she was eight 
no, she was seven this, this Christmas, this past Christmas, she was like seven and a half, which was about how old I was. Um, and so I gave her Kirsten first, um, and several of Kirsten's things so far. Um, most of the outfits she has now for Christmas. And then I saved like, I think I saved her winter sweater and wool skirt outfit that I gave, I gave that to her on Valentine's day. So just kind of spacing it out through through the winter. And then for her birthday this year, we took a trip to Williamsburg. We don't live too far, like maybe three hours. And when we were there, I surprised her with Felicity. We had started reading Felicity's books and she had studied in school. They were doing that American revolution as like a big unit at her school this year, this past year. So she was familiar with that time in history. So then we were reading Felicity's books and we went to Williamsburg and I surprised her with Felicity in the hotel room. Oh my goodness. Did you do it like right when you got there? What, what was that like? My husband took her and distracted her. And I went to our rooms and like got, I got the bed and the doll and some outfits all set up and laid out. And so then when they came in, they, she was all set up on the table. So that was, it was really fun. Oh my goodness. What was her reaction? She was pretty shocked. She was, you know, she was like speechless and then like did the whole like screamy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's so cute. I am obsessed with the way that you have introduced, like the way that you've gone about introducing your daughter to American Girl because I feel like you've really gone out of your way to like make sure she understands like the significance and importance of it. And, you know, of course there's not like a right or wrong way. Everybody's like entitled to do like what they want. But I do think that, um, you know, like a lot of people that have collections that pass them down to their kids, like sort of just like give it to them, like without like any sort of like, maybe background or the kids maybe don't understand like the significance of it like right away and I feel like just the way you've gone about this like reminds me of exactly like my reaction to getting an American Girl doll at her age and I feel like with the overwhelming amount of like toys and entertainment options for kids today like it's so unique and special that like she is having like the same response that we had growing up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, th- and I will tell you um, when I was planning on giving her Kirsten for Christmas, I had, uh, I had sort of talked with her about American girl. She had seen the, some of the catalogs. I made sure to like leave them strategically out. So she kind of was aware that it was a thing. And when I was talking with her about it and telling her like a little bit about my childhood and growing up with these dolls and how special they were to me, she was asking, then she was like, well, I'm going to ask Santa. And she, my daughter has blonde hair and blue eyes. So she kept saying she wanted an American doll that looked like her. And I was like, Mm -hmm. well, she doesn't know about Kirsten yet, but that was perfect. Yeah. It took me, I was like, but if she asks Santa for this doll, how is Santa going to, how are we going to explain that Santa has my doll somehow I never like he wouldn't take my doll away from me to get, <laughs> like, it was like this whole thing so we ended up um 
she she did ask Santa for an American Girl doll. And then um, when she got Kirsten on Christmas, we did a whole scavenger hunt through the house. And when she finally got to the box with Kirsten in it, there was a note on the box from Santa that said, this was actually, you know, I knew that your mommy had this doll. So I didn't get it for you, but I wanted, but because she told me she wanted to give it to you. So it was this whole story, you know, to keep the magic alive, but also so that my daughter would understand that this was a special, this was like an heirloom doll that now she gets to play with. So it was, it's been fun to just like make that magic. Right. I mean, totally. it really is coming through that the importance that it had on your life is now being passed down to your daughter. And that's just really incredible to have these moments with her. When you were originally like telling her about it or showing her the catalog, were you showing her like a vintage catalog or one of the newer ones? That's a great question. So it was the newer catalog. And then right after Christmas, I was like, what in the, like, I got to get an old catalog. And so, because she doesn't know what she's, she doesn't know what she's missing, first of all. <laughs> right. Iconic. Um, so I got, I ordered a couple. It was like all those memories came just flooding back. And you can, I know you can find them online, but to hold it in your hands. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, it's way better that way. So I, special we agree like having it having a physical copy of a catalog from like the 90s or early 2000s whenever you were really deep into HD is like no other feeling it's like this incredible moment of nostalgia that like I think definitely comes through when you're seeing something like on the internet like on TikTok or Instagram like reliving these memories yes but like having something to hold and like the physical copy of that catalog is just, it has such a big impact. And that's great that you could share it with her. Yeah. And it's been fun to reread the books. Um, Kirsten's yeah. books are a little traumatizing. Yeah. Oh my God. Right. <laughs> They're dark. <laughs> uh, and I, uh, my daughter just got Kit um, at the end of the summer. She mm-hmm. worked really hard on her um like school skills over the summer reading and things. And yeah. that was her kind of big reward at the end of the summer. Wow. And I think if Kit had been around when I was that age, I would have been a Kit girly, like through and through uh, the reading, the writing, uh, just her like, you know, money-making schemes. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Do you have other um, friends that are parents that are also introducing American Girl to their children? Not as many as I would like. Like you were saying, uh, Laura, the market is so saturated for kids today. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, that window of childhood when they are old enough to be responsible and really maybe appreciate the significance of an American Girl doll Mm -hmm. is smaller and smaller because they it seems like childhood just they grow up so much faster I know I feel like I'm like 60 years old saying that but like they that window I think is a little smaller and um my daughter has some friends uh at school I teach at the school which we're at a Montessori school so it's a small school and I lead a Girl Scout troop Um, with a lot of those girls. So I know them pretty well. And there are a couple girls in the troupe who also have American Girl dolls. I do like to really encourage those play dates. And Colette really loves when 
you know, when we do that. Um, but yeah, I, I wish, I wish I had a few more friends who were at that point in their parenting journey. Yeah, totally. definitely. That's surprising. I, you know, envision that people who held American girl dear in their hearts, would then pass it on to their children. So hopefully that continues. I'm glad the tradition is continuing with you. Going back to your time in colonial Williamsburg for a moment, after you gifted your daughter Felicity, what were you like doing? Like, do they still have Felicity exhibits and tours there? Or what does that look like now? So they don't have anything like branded Felicity there. Mm-hmm. However, um, when we, you know, she, she took her, we, you know, Colette took her into Williamsburg and, we, and it was May. It was gorgeous. The baby lambs were just born. It was just like oh. the most perfect time of year to be there. Um, we were walking around and we'd only just gotten there and we went into one of the little shops and no one said anything about Felicity. So C- Colette was a little, um, a little miffed. And she was like, nobody <laughs> even recognized Felicity. So I was like, well, you know, we've hardly been here. Let's give it a minute. <laughs> so we, so she is walked- a celeb. <laughs> <laughs> well, we walked out of that little shop and um, coming down the, the street on horseback was everybody there is like in character and it was Martha Washington. So she's coming down and every, you know, people are like, Oh, there's Martha. Hi, Martha. Hi, Mrs. Washington. You know, they're waving to her and she's, you know, kind of waving. There's kind of a crowd gathered. And, um, as she gets closer, she, you know, kind of pulls her horse over and she goes, is that Miss Merriman I see? And so she came right over and started talking to, uh, my daughter and asked, asked her, Oh, are you friends with Miss? Are you friends with the Merrymans? Are you, do you know their house is just around the corner? And so, and then from there, it was just like, so many people were, um, recognized her. They all grew, you know, a lot of the people who uh, work there greeted Felicity before they greeted us. I felt like I was part of an entourage. <laughs> When, that makes then, me like want to cry. That is, I know. I got teared up uh, several times. <laughs> we, went, we went into the um, millinery shop, mm-hmm. and they, you know, and a lot of the times they see. I think they make a big deal when there are any kids there. They really want to make it special for them. But then to have a little girl with a bonnet and the hat and holding the Felicity doll, um, they like we're kind of going on and on about it. And then I noticed on the shelf, there was um, the doll from like Felicity's doll in the blue dress that she gets from her dad. And so I, I, I told Colette, I was like, you gotta ask if that, if they made that doll after the books came out after Felicity came out. So she did. And the, the woman who was working there said that no, actually the doll was there first. And it was the doll that inspired Valerie Tripp um, to include it in the story. And they had, and she was in the blue dress. And so they brought her down. We got to like see her close up, like the wooden doll with the blue dress on. And then um, 
they had a special box and she got this box out and she gave us a strip of the blue like silk taffeta fabric that they used to make the blue dress for the doll oh wow. my god and they said they only give it to friends of felicity so oh. it's now the bookmark that we use when we read the felicity books it was like the most magical thing that is so incredible. That is yeah. so incredible. <laughs> I definitely am like tearing up right now. The, the way that the, they just like made this experience like so special for your daughter, like I'm sure she'll never forget about it. No, she's already like begging to go back. it was great right I mean it's like I would imagine that the people who are working at this like living history museum are interested in history to begin with so being able to celebrate that with the next generation this is really incredible I was like a little nervous since you know Felicity is retired you know they had the re-release dolls for the 35th anniversary but aside from that you don't see Felicity too often Um, hopefully she'll come back for the 40th but it's really special that there are still like elements of, of her spirit somewhere out there and especially in colonial Williamsburg. Yes. And they all, and you could tell, I think you like, we spent about three days there. Mm -hmm. So in the course of those days, and then they recognized us, you know, we keep coming back and there. So, but you could kind of tell those employees, you could tell the ones who had been there for a long time who remember mm. Felicity versus the ones who were maybe right. a little bit newer, or maybe they were like older men who just didn't have a connection to American girls. So they just didn't know. Right. Um, but most of them, you know, I think a lot of times those jobs, they, people who they love that they, and a lot of them, you know, they learn a skill or a trade and they're making, mm. they are like an actual blacksmith. And then they make the hinges when a door breaks in the town. And then, really? yeah, so like the blacksmith, all the, the historical buildings are kept up with historical trade. So they, wow. So That's I think so interesting. if that was your job and that was your skill set, like you're just going to stay in that position for your career, I would think for the most right. part, right? Like where yeah. else would you go with like a 1700s trade skill? <laughs> right. That so is so- a lot, a lot yeah. of them did. And I did ask, I said, do you see Felicity's come through very often? And they said, you know, maybe a couple times a month, they'll see a, a little girl with a Felicity come through, but it's not nearly as often as they used to see. Right. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask if you encountered any Felicities while you were there. Not another one. We didn't see a single other Felicity while we were there. Yeah. And when you went, when you were younger, yes. Um, do you remember that experience? Like, were there a lot of Felicities when, when you were there? Yeah, I think it was. And like, you know, I think walking around with a Felicity, if there were other little girls that maybe didn't have one, it was like, you made eye contact and they were like, oh, right. that, I want to be her next time I come here. You know, like <laughs> everybody knew it was like the, the, the club, you know, but right. um, now it feels a little more like if you know, you know, kind of thing when you go. Sure. Totally. Totally. Is I, I, I haven't been there in many, many years and I don't have too many solid memories from that time but you were there for three days like were you in like the village for three days like are there enough like activities to make it like into a bigger trip like that yeah that that's a great question no there's well down in in 
Williamsburg, like the larger area, there's a, mm -hmm. there's a lot to do. There's like, you know, Bush Gardens is there. There's mm, yes. under the Great Wolf Lodge nearby. <laughs> there's a, there's a ton you can do in that area. Um, but I think as far as like colonial Williamsburg, I, you could do three or four days there and wow. just take your time and soaking it all in. They have a couple art museums, which we didn't even get to. Um, mm. They have some great restaurants and, you know, some of the taverns that are there, like George Washington ate at the, when he was there. So, wow. Um, yeah, there really is a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of history there. There's a lot to do if you, especially if you're like outgoing and you want to interact with the people because they are full of stories to tell. We, they, they have the big governor's palace, you know, where Felicity goes for, for the, for the dancing lesson. Um, so you can go into the governor's palace. They do a whole tour, but then wow. on the palace grounds, they have um, a kitchen, they have a smokehouse and a kitchen and it's all functional. It's all operational. Wow. So, and the gardens then that are on property, they grow the produce that then the, the kitchen staff uses. So you can go into the wow. kitchen, which we did like every day and they are actually cooking and baking, um, using recipes and methods from the 1700s. And it was fascinating to watch. And then they have all this food kind of on display as they're, you know, finishing the dish that it's out there for you to look at and ask questions about. And everyone there is so friendly and super engaging and knowledgeable. It was, it was really, really fun. And um, I think that, that like second, third, fourth grade age for kids is a great time to get them there because it's, they're learning about that stuff in school and it's, it's still, you know, school at that age is still usually pretty cool and fun, right. uh, not like, you know, too cool <laughs> to do that kind of stuff. So it, it was really, really, we all had a great time. Wow. I've never been, I would love to visit. I think it would be really fun. Or a let's good, road trip. <laughs> yeah. And there is some good shopping down there too. There's some nice, Ooh. you know, higher end retail. So there's a little bit of everything. Nice. Oh That's my gosh. I wish that they had that for like every, I wish there was an experience, I guess, that you could have for like every American girl, like, because so many people who we've talked to mention like Colonial Williamsburg, but like, it would be so amazing if there was like some kind of experience tied to like Samantha or like mm -hmm. Molly or Kirsten, like that was comparable and like, you know, still up and running. I'm sure you could visit all the places that they lived and find, you know, bits of like history to engage with, but it's so rare to have that like immersive experience of like right. what Colonial Williamsburg is. Right. Definitely. Oh, that's so awesome. Do you foresee yourself introducing your daughter to anything else, American Girl? Well, I, I do have the old, like, set of plays. Remember they came out with those, like, the... Yes. The so I, <laughs> I have the, the set, I think it's um, Kirsten, Samantha, and Molly, I think are the, the three plays that I have in and so when she, maybe another year or so, I'd like to like introduce her to that and maybe have some, some of the Girl Scouts come over and do a little, um, 
a little play. We did just when when she got Kit, we went to the store in Tyson's and um, we did the tea party, which was nice, a lot of fun. And we have been to the New York store, which is, you know, that's a, that's a whole experience. Right. Totally. (laughs) That's really fun. Is she drawn to any of the more modern contemporary dolls and clothing items? She is. um, She, she wants the one with the blue hair. (laughs) 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 Valid. You know, I probably would have liked that too. If when I was a kid, Um, but she at right now, she is really into the, historical um aspect of the dolls she really likes kaya so i think that might be next on the list on my on my husband's side they have traced um their ancestry to pocahontas so she loves to tell that everyone that pocahontas is her great 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 grandmother oh my goodness wow i think she would she would definitely love to have kaya in her collection um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm up for any, any of it. I, I think childhood is so fleeting and it's fun as an adult now to have an excuse to relive it all. So, you know, if, she, if she wants to do it, I'm, I want to make it happen. Right. Absolutely. I love that sentiment because I read, I think it was like one of the very early catalogs, like from like the late 80s that Pleasant Roland had left a note in like the magazine that said her goal was really to capture girls during this moment when they're like old enough to read but still young enough to still be interested in dolls and to have this like brief moment and then to have these dolls as heirlooms for the future. Yeah, truly. Because it really, when you think about it, it's not that many years. The window is, is small. So you, I, it is, you want to kind of capitalize on it as best you can. Right. Do you remember phasing out of the dolls yourself and what that like transition looked like? Yeah, it was, it was, it helped, I think having a younger sister because when I was, you know, probably getting older and, and maybe outside influences like well, you shouldn't play with dolls anymore. I could kind of get around that a little bit when I still had the urge to play. Right. Playing with her. Um, and then I, I I was lucky enough to have a few good girlfriends in my like middle school, like young middle school years that were kind of in the same, like you're not really quite ready to grow up yet. There's still some days where you do want to, you know, but even if it's just dressing them and getting them right. all set up to like, and just looking at them. Um, so I think that was, it was like a slow phase out, you know, the, the, maybe the imaginative play was kind of done, but just still wanting that connection with the dolls lasted a little bit longer. Yeah, definitely. I love that. It gives you like a slow transition out, like being mm-hmm. able to have that time with your sister, so she had Samantha as her first doll. Did she ever acquire any other dolls in her collection? Yes. So she um, she had Addie. So that when we were growing up, there was it was only the five, and Addie mm-hmm. had just even come out. So really, I think when I first got Kirsten, there was only the four dolls. Right. Um, 
So she did get Addie. She really wanted Molly, mm-hmm. but my mom really didn't want her to get Molly because <laughs> she wasn't historical enough. Cause like, <laughs> her, her past was too close to the present, I guess. Um, <laughs> we often like traded dolls to play with, never swapped their clothes. The clothes always stayed oh. with a great doll. Um, but yeah, we, it was fun to have, to be able to like, you know, have access to dolls that weren't technically mine. Yeah. That's interesting that you never swapped the clothing between the dolls. Yeah. I think there's like two, two camps. My, my daughter will put the, she put Felicity's summer dress on Kirsten. I like, couldn't look at it. (laughs) (laughs) That does seem like it would look so funny when I'm trying to picture it. (laughs) But you're so right. There's two camps. There's the people who play very freely with the outfits, switching them between the dolls. And then there's the people who like to stick to the time periods and the appropriate dolls. So (laughs) I think I was, (laughs) I I think I was in the camp that your daughter is in. I was switching everything (laughs) all the time. (laughs) That's really funny. Betsy, were you also into the American Girl magazine growing up? I think a little bit that might've been a little after my like prime years. Mm-hmm. I think um, I asked my mom recently, I was like, did we ever have the care and keeping of you? Because that's such a, yeah. I feel like such a touchstone piece. And she was like, no, I don't even remember. I don't even know if I know what that is. So I think we, I think I missed that boat. And I know I, I know I had, maybe a few issues of the magazine, but I mm-hmm. don't think it was like, it definitely was not as central of a fixture for me as the catalog was and the books. Got it. Yeah. That, that catalog had such impact. Like that for me was like 60% of the appeal of American girl. Like, <laughs> yeah, just looking at everything and it didn't right? change that much from issue to no. issue. Just like, no. <laughs> Like very subtle differences, like for years, like looking at the earliest issues, I have one from like 87. I'm sure there was from 86, just haven't come across it yet. Mm -hmm. But the 87 magazine, at least for like, um, Kirsten, Molly and Samantha, they're very, very similar to how they are in like the late nineties. Like, of course, like the collection's the doll new dolls were added and some new collections and the modern girl of today um launched throughout but it's like the differences were just so slight with each with each catalog issue that's why i feel like if you were born in the like mid 80s to like mid 90s there's a lot of crossover because nothing really did change Mm -hmm. that much. Like, you know, for me and when you guys were, you know, in your peak American girl years, pretty much everything looked the same, except they added, you know, some like new girl of today outfits every year. And they added Josefina um, when I was a kid, but you're so right. Like it didn't change that much until I would say like the like millennium, like post 2000, I feel like they started to, innovate more but yeah that's like the things that we fixated on I think is like the first generation of girls who loved American Girl were 
pretty much the same for quite a few years. Right. Maybe that's why like it is so impactful because it's just ingrained in our memories. Like it's such a strong visual. Right. Whereas like I think about other catalogs that I loved at the time. I love the limited two catalog. I have an eBay alert on it. It has never (laughs) come up. I'm just like waiting for someone to put it out there. I don't remember what like was in those catalogs. I'm sure like, I'm going to like look through it and be like slightly transported back, but not like I am with an American girl catalog because it's, these are images that we've seen thousands of times. Like, yeah, they're like, burned into your memory right like I feel like like I could (laughs) in my (laughs) imagination I could just like turn each page and know what's on the page and where every little object is right you know when you like when you can't fall asleep like and like think of something kind of mindless or like list things in your mind or you know have some kind of device to help you fall asleep next time I'm having trouble sleeping I'm just gonna like envision the American Girl catalog (laughs) in my head and go page by page until it like (laughs) knocks me out oh my god yes exactly that's such a good (laughs) that's such a good tip (laughs) until you get to like you know one of the I mean, I, all the outfits are, are lovely, but you know, there are some that are a little less exciting than others. Maybe that'll be <laughs> fall asleep. <laughs> For <Right>? sure. <laughs> For sure. When I, by the time I get to Molly's collection, I feel like I'll be asleep. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Betsy, did American Girl ever come back into your life in any other ways from the time that you phased out to when you introduced your daughter to AG? Um, so when I got married, my mom found dresses for like her Elizabeth doll because it was blonde hair. Um, she found a wedding dress that looked like my wedding dress and oh then a, a, a bride's a similar color dress of my bridesmaids dresses for my sister Samantha to wear so she set them up in the little nook oh my goodness like to look like me and my sister and then she did the same thing um in reverse when my sister got married so that was like just a really sweet and I and I had no idea that she was doing that so it was like the week of the wedding and they like showed up in the little nook And I think we were like, oh my God, this is so cheesy. But like, you know, deep down it was very sweet. And (laughs) wow, that is so special. How is she with her granddaughter, your daughter and her discovering AG? She is ecstatic. She was just up um, a couple weeks ago when we did go get Kit. So she was at the tea party at American Girl with us. And, um, you know, so I think she's having just as much fun reliving all of it as I am. Definitely. That must be so special for her. Yes. Yes. I know. I love how into it she is because I feel like my grandmother was into it. She got me my first doll. My mom was into it as well. And like Lindsay's mom was too, but like, I think that like they sort of just like were like okay and like now you do your thing and like right. it's just so nice that your mom was like so engaged with it and now she can like share that with your daughter too. Yeah, she told me recently um as I've been like, you know, rediscovering American Girl um with my daughter, she said she used to love when it was Christmas time because then she would just 
apparently she would just order all of the things for all the grandparents and they would just, you know, she, then she would, everything would come to our house while we were at school and she would open up all the boxes. And before she wrapped everything, she would like get everything out and like, just look at it all and then pack it all back up and wrap it up for everybody. So I think she had, I think she had a lot of fun. Um, Definitely. Was she really into dolls growing up too? She was more into stuffed animals. She had dolls, but she said stuffed animals were kind of her, her choice. Uh, But she's a big avid reader and, you know, interested in history, historical fiction and all that. So I think if these dolls had been around when she was a girl, I think that would hook, line and sinker for her. Oh my goodness. Our mothers joined us for episodes a year ago, and it was so interesting to hear about the um, different toys and dolls that they were into growing up. But um, looking at the dolls from, at least from when my mother was growing up and the ones that she had, they're truly frightening. Like American Girl dolls are so cute (laughs) compared to like these like scary dolls from the 50s and 60s. Like they just look so Yes. (laughs) I know. It's like, I was like, okay, like these, that's the thing about American Girl is like, they just, I just think that they look so like sweet and wonderful. And like the way that the faces and like the like bodies are and like with like the hair and the outfits, like is not giving me creepy vibes at all. I feel like they are just giving like the sweetest energy in some of the dolls that like our moms showed us that they loved I was just like um I don't think that I would um, have been drawn (laughs) to this in the same way I was drawn to American Girl like they just got something so right with American Girl and Bitty Baby I think too well do you remember Magic Attic dolls oh yeah oh yes (laughs) I never had one my sister got one one year and I just remember it just was like I don't know, B list for me. It was not as good, <laughs> but the bodies were hard. You couldn't like that's just I feel like the American girl dolls are just so they're they're a doll that you can, you know, dress and pose and you know they look realistic in the, you know, with their the vinyl or whatever they're made with. Yeah. But because you can still hug them, the bodies are soft and I don't know, they're just something so pleasant is <laughs> but like there's just yeah. something so nice about them they're, right they're oh. heirloom quality but you can still play with them my I, my aunt growing up she collected porcelain dolls mm-hmm. my grandma too and you know they're fun to look at for but you can't do anything with them right, right. that's a good point and that's super interesting to hear about the magic attic doll body being plastic like I mean to me like any doll that's not ag and is like 18 inches just looks derivative of an American Mm -hmm. girl like you just notice the features that aren't quite what we're used to feels Um, off it feels a little off but they had an incredible catalog yeah they did it was fun to look through I actually had I won an eBay auction (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how many eBay auctions I've won in the past like year it's (laughs) 
been, been a wild ride. Um, but I was able to get a catalog and it's really fun to look at. It's like very similar to American girl in the fact that it's like very editorialized. Like it goes through like a story with every description, but the outfits were really fun for the dolls. Like they were more costumey. Like, I think that's the premise. Like these girls find this magic like chest in the attic that has dress-ups in it that can transport them to these different scenarios and uh periods of time like they weren't always in the past sometimes they were but like not Mm -hmm. always but it's a really fun catalog to look through I'll send it your way yes please do Betsy, you've shared with us so many great insights from your childhood and how you're sharing American Girl with your daughter now today. What would you say the lasting impression has been that American Girl has left on you, you know, given that it's still very much with you now and something that you're sort of reinvigorating interest in with your daughter as well? I love this question. I have listened to pretty much every episode of your podcast. So I've heard lots and lots of answers and, you know, so many of them resonate uh, with me so deeply. Um, So I've thought a lot about this. And I think one of the big things for me is, you know, is the magic that, that happens, the, the immersive nature of, of American girl, but also um, I think one of the biggest things influences that I can see in my life, like over the course of my life is, uh, this idea of quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. And that it was, you know, I had two dolls, which is a lot, you know, more than, than I think a lot of girls had, but for my two dolls, I had almost all of their accessories and clothing. Um, but that was only because I had to keep it nice. And if I didn't, um, if I wasn't taking care of it um, and treating it like a, like the special heirloom quality um, toy that it was, I, you know, would have, my mom would have like taken them away for a couple weeks um, and before reintroducing them to me. So I think it just really instilled in me uh, a desire to have nice things um, and take care of them well so that they lasted and not feeling like I had to have every little thing and I had other toys for sure but just I think that the quality piece of it that to appreciate high quality things and then take care of them definitely that's a great lesson to learn like it's a lesson that like I learned in my like 20s like to have that sense of respecting items that are precious and a value and clearly like you still have your collection mm-hmm. and treated them with such kindness that you were able to pass them down to your own daughter is just really um beautiful yeah thank you yeah I mean I love the less is more attitude and I think that again just like going back to what we've been talking about with like so many overwhelming amounts of like options and choices that kids have today like it's just so you know refreshing to have something that sort of like bucks against that a little bit and sort of promotes like rather than consuming a lot um you know it promotes like keeping and maintaining and taking care and I think that's so special and hard to come by today yes truly absolutely oh I love that 
Well, Betsy, let's shift gears a little bit and play a couple games with you. Okay. The first being our dinner party game. And that is if you were to invite any two American girl characters along for a dinner party, any of the main girls, their family, their friends, and definitely consider the conversation that you would be having with them that they would be able to have with each other like creating a a total vibe for the evening which two American girl characters would you be inviting um so as much as I love Kirsten I think I would have to go with Kit and Felicity yeah I I think the combination of the two of them would be just really like fiery and spunky and um, you know, just so, just like a lively, I feel like I'd fit in with, with those two girls. Right. They'd be fun. That would be like a really fun evening. I I wonder, and I haven't, if you were to ask Felicity or Kit one question, what do you think that would be? Oh, um, I think I'd ask Felicity about the you know, I don't know how much you remember of her story, but I just reread them. So um, they're kind of fresh when they like foiled the plot to um, there was like the plan to take all of the ammunitions out of the magazine in in Williamsburg, which actually happened. Um, That was an actual historical, which I learned when I was there in Williamsburg and the magazine is there. Like you see the picture in the book, the illustration, um, and it's there in the middle of of town and in the in the story felicity like they find out about the governor's plan to kind of empty the magazine of all of its ammunitions so that the colonists didn't rebel you know as was building up for the revolution yeah. um, so she and oh what's his name ben ben and and the drummer they kind of sit out by the magazine and and wait and so you know i think i would ask her about like what were you like I think as a girl I would have been like yes let's do that let's go stay we're gonna like like solving the mystery right like I'm gonna I'm gonna solve this problem I'm gonna do it and now as like an adult as a mother I'm like um go back to bed are you crazy (laughs) right Right? she had like no fear (laughs) she was like fearless in like going out into the night like escaping her house (laughs) Oh my God. That's so interesting. I love these like scenarios in the book that like you learn so much about history through all of the lessons and scenarios that these characters get themselves into. And it's so interesting that you're able to actually see it when you visited Colonial Mm -hmm. Williamsburg. And I think as, as, you know, I I obviously read the books as a girl and they, Mm -hmm. um, you know, they were meaningful and impactful for me as a girl seeing history through the eyes of who would have been a peer of mine, but rereading them now as an adult with a daughter, I am seeing, you know, I feel like it's kind of like peeking behind the curtain a little bit and I can see how important it was for Pleasant and Valerie Tripp and, you know, all these other women who were authoring these books that, the message, the messaging in the books is really strong, um, that girls are, are capable and, and smart and can 
make in changes and influence their lives, that they're not just passive bystanders. Right. Um, so to have that as a, that's like, I guess another like lasting impression, like that. I, I feel like a legacy that, you know, we get to pass down to the next generation of little American girls that are growing up now that like, you know, that that also can speak to them and hopefully, you know, impact them in the same way to, to raise up another generation of strong, independent women who, you know, can take on the world. I don't oh, know. Yeah. It sounds a little cheesy, but I don't know. I feel like here we are like 30 years later, still talking about this stuff. So it had to mean something. Right. Uh, totally. Totally. I think the message is like universal and like, you know, applies just as strongly now as it did when we were kids. Yeah. Okay. Well, moving into a little fun celebrity activity. So Betsy, you gave um some examples of your favorite celebrities and I'm going to go down this road because we've never had a guest indulge me with this before, but <laughs> um, you said in your survey that you're a Real Housewives fan. Yes, yes. And uh, you specifically did call out the original New York um, Housewives. Yeah. And I'm just curious, which doll do you think Luann and Sonia <laughs> would have? Well, Luann would only have Samantha. Agreed. Like, there's no <laughs> of other, course. She, there's no way uh, <laughs> she would have anybody else. Uh, <laughs> um, Sonia, that's, ooh, so, I don't know, Sonia, maybe Felicity. She's like that, like a little bit that like rebellious party girl energy. You could kind of see, I could kind of see that. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. I feel like Sonia's fearless. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree with that 100%. And I agree with Samantha for Luann because like, you know, and especially in her Countess era. Right. <laughs> Money can't buy you class. It can't. Elegance is learned. <laughs> oh my goodness. Who do we think that Ramona would be? Mm. I feel like Ramona had, you know, she's alluded to having a very traumatic upbringing, like just kind of a hard, like she really had to learn how to stand on her own feet, I think from yeah. a young age. So I don't know, maybe, maybe she has a little Kirsten energy, like just like kind of a survivalist out there. Like, mm, yeah, you know? I think that's totally valid for Ramona. That's so interesting. Oh, and I'm like, not to be controversial, but which one do we think Bethany would have had? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Bethany seems like a Molly. <laughs> yeah. She's kind of got a chip on her shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Right. Bit of a wild card. I can see her as a Molly for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Temper, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Un unpredictable. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. Well, Betsy, this has been such a delight. We are so happy to have had you join us today for such an interesting episode. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And would you let everyone know where they could find you after this? I'm not super active on online um, anymore, but b.bets is my Instagram handle. Um, so you can find me there. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Betsy, for joining us. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to American Girl Women. For more AG Women content, follow us on IG at American Girl Women or send us your American Girl stories via AmericanGirlWomen at gmail.com. We might just read them on the pod. If you like this podcast, tell your friends and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts.